Ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of uh, Radio Arma, we are very pleased to have you, aren't we, Cyrus? Welcome. We certainly are. Hello, everybody. And uh, today, uh, to well, we're going to talk about Hell's Bells. Um, We've got uh, with us uh, today a soul. Hi, soul. Hey, going, guys. And uh, Sunkist. Howdy. So you guys are all from. the Aussie part of the world. So, uh, I don't so know where you got that idea, mate. You, <laughs> you all are from uh, from Australia, is that it? Or are you like from other places? Um, I mean, we, we're kind of open. Um, we've had a few Germans float through. Um, my fiance is American. So we, we're kind of open. It's just based on time zones, really, to who we get in and, and when. Perfect. Okay. Well, Let's just jump into it, and uh, we'll we'll discover your uh, your unit all together. Let's do it. No worries. Sounds good. So, um, how about we start off then? Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Let us know a bit about you and um, how you got into armor. Yeah, um, I'm Sol. That's uh, my in-game name. Uh, my real name's Dion. Nice and French. Um, I got into armor back in Armor Two. Playing a lot of Daisy quite heavily, not really the the mill seam scene for it. And at the end, there Armor Three came out, and most of it pretty much died off. So swapped over, and I think it's only the past two three years I got back into it, and you know just online servers and screwing around in there and learning what to do. And then uh, the last two was uh, getting into the mill sim groups. Okay, sweet. And um, how does Hell's Bells fit into all that? Uh, well, <clears throat> most of the members were actually from a previous group that had a bit of a falling out, and that was one where I basically started learning how to do all the casual mill sim and, and whatnot, and from there, I felt like I wanted to do more and create a group in, you know, some kind of vision that I had, and that's how Hell's Bells came around and pitching my hand in to help out with it. Yeah, awesome. Um, and how about you, Sunkist? Well, I started uh I started playing Armor Three towards the start of last year. Um I couldn't play it before that even though I had bought it previously because of the limitations of the game itself, so it doesn't work well on lesser end computers. Which has been a downfall for it. Oh, um, uh, okay, I'm with you. So you, you you're playing on a potato. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's being very kind Don't we about all? it. <laughs> yeah. So Shit I was happens. playing um, Invade and Annex, but a very bland version of it, uh, one that used vanilla assets. And I was talking to a couple of friends while I was playing it, and I was like, wouldn't it be better if this had something more, if it had this, if it had that, if we could do this? And uh, one of the friends mentioned that he was a part of the unit that Sol just mentioned. So I joined up in that unit, and I learned about Ace. I had very little experience at the time, possibly 20 hours in-game. Oh, wow. um, I didn't play Armor 2 that much. I played it um, a little bit. I didn't play DayZ. Um, and then I really got into it. I liked the fact that it offered something that other games don't. Even just very simple things like shrapnel. And uh, I mean, even for how bad the physics in the game can be, at least it does offer them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm uh, with you. <laughs> I like yeah, Sol. I like Sol laughing his head off in the background. <laughs> Sorry, he mentioned physics, and I'm like, yeah, Armor Three. <laughs> I, it, it's great. I mean, like, what other game can you launch a tank into orbit with another tank? Oh, dude. I mean, you don't even need another tank. You just need to hit a tree at the wrong angle. That's true. <laughs> I mean, even just in terms of bullet physics, there's not many games that offer such an in-depth look at bullet f- physics. No, at least not as much as Ace does. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like Ace has got um, the the like barometric pressure and stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, powder burn rates and whatnot mm. based on temperature. 
it basically turns armor into a completely new game. It really does. Um, and I'm I'm gonna do a little favor to our, our friends at Armanet, but um, the, these guys have interviewed the Ace Team, and that's pretty good interview. So uh, uh, yeah. if if you're looking into more information about Ace, uh, check them out, and uh, they have some some uh, a pretty good interview of of these guys. Yeah, cool. Okay, so Bounce. what what kind of armor does uh, does Hell's Bells do? Um, like I understood, it was milsim more than PvP. Um, do you do PvP as well? And what kind of milsim do you do? Um, it it kind of depends. Um, we do a lot of joint operations with other units, and they tend to bring PvP in, and that's when we do it. We mainly okay. try to stay with a, a PVE focus where everyone's work, working together for the same objective, you know, the the whole brotherhood kind of thing, you know, rather than separate factions in the group of these guys are really good shooters, don't mess with them kind of thing. Oh, yeah. everyone together. And, and do you and do you guys uh, have like um, do you focus on uh, infantry only, or do you have motorized and and air assets uh, that you? Uh, have at the disposal of uh, who's trained for it, I guess? Yeah, so we run some basic training. We try to keep it as casual as we can so that there's no real demand on people to know exactly how to fly that Apache. You know, we give everyone shit when they crash it, you know, fair enough. But there is some kind of training to it. We have access to IFVs, yeah, tanks, MRAPs, attack helicopters. We're trying to move away from fixed wing and um, artillery because they're normally quite um a hurry up and wait or spend the whole mission dodging anti-air <laughs> all right okay it's yeah, not yeah. it's not about the fact that the fixed wing is uh too much of a big asset and and too too easy to win the mission it's more about like it's just uh stupid to play because you're always dodging air air uh, anti-air yeah right? a, okay. a lot of the assets based on anti-air are like you know six kilometer you know, view range, seeing you on radar and launching missiles, and we don't have that kind of view range set for our missions because it is just kind of unreasonable for people with lower-end computers. Mm. So we have it occasionally, but it does tend into a, a dodge the AA mission forum. Okay, and how how easy is it? Well, like, how do you handle difficulty um, in in your scenarios? Do you have the AI, for example, um, in in uh, in veteran mode, or uh, like how how do you handle difficulty uh, for your players? Do you have different levels or something? Yeah, first person veteran. Okay, even <laughs> AI is at top level uh, difficulty. Is that it? Yeah, we we try and dumb down their accuracy, but based on spotting and whatnot, that is pretty high up there. We have the accuracy dumbed down because we play with advanced medical, just to give people a bit of a break when it comes to, you know, mass cat uh, situations, yeah. so they can pull out of it. No. Do you okay, use right. any uh, AI mods? Um, we use uh, VCOM AI in some of the missions, just okay. to really mess with us because we're gluttons for pain, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it's pretty vanilla for it, yeah. Yeah, sweet. So, do you, do you aim to have missions that you're you're always going to win, or is it sort of a some nights you win, some nights you lose kind of situation? Uh, on a on a personal aspect, I always feel better after a mission if I've succeeded, even if it's a partial success. Mm. And it always promotes people coming back to where it's like, hey, you did good. You know, there's a couple of other things you could work on, but you succeeded. You know, yeah. promote the whole, you know, turn up, have fun complete some objectives and then feel like you did some good work you know um we have had a few missions where we failed and that's mainly because it's like midnight and we're just screwing around and not really worrying <laughs> about it but other than that we do try to uh you know keep it so that everyone's ending the night positively yeah cool and i guess in that regard you mentioned before how you played with other groups uh, and you do sort of pvp things with that do you try and set it up so that it's a, a situation where both sides can get a partial victory from it, or is, is that sort of a different scenario? Um, it depends on the unit that's hosting it. Um, Hell's Bells itself doesn't really host PvP missions, 
Um, okay. We work closely with ODS and 101st uh, Chairborn. Uh, they normally host the PvP missions, and there's normally one or two slots. And their job is basically auxiliary Zeus's that are just remote controlling units, really. Uh, you know, sending okay. a few sniper shots downrange, teach people not to just stand there and look into the AO. <laughs> cool. And but, I, I, yeah. I, just want, I just want to clarify there. Was that 101st Chairborn? Yes. Awesome. I'm going to I'm gonna track them down. I'm going to get them on. They sound yep. like a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, their members are also a laugh. I think it was just last night. Um, one of their members in the tank's like, I got the enemy APC. It was part of our mechanized infantry unit. Okay, he's away on a hill. Okay, we definitely <laughs> well, need them on the show. <laughs> like, it was a good shot. He landed it while on the move, but it was a friendly unit. That <laughs> <laughs> happens sometimes. Yeah, TK always happens, and it's always yeah. a laugh. Yeah. But no, they're, they're good guys, and they're kind of like a, a gateway to all the other groups. So... You know, you turn up to a 101st mission and you get other units like uh, GSOC, BTAC, um, COG, and they they host a mission and they'll have six or seven different units turn up and participate. Awesome. Well, that so, sounds like a, yeah. a, good, a good group to know then. We might uh, yeah. have to grab them at some point later. But um, pull, pulling back to you guys, though, um, in mm-hmm. terms of your group, like how many people have you got playing typically uh, when you go into these events? You want to take this one, Cammy? Got to give you a chance to talk, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, recently we've had about 15, 16 ish people play uh, per mission, which is a really good turnout for us. Uh, we are always recruiting and looking for new members to join. Yeah, okay. Cool. So it's, it's, it's not like uh, platoon level stuff, but you're playing like two squads? Uh, yeah, typically, and then a couple of support units, so we might have armor, we might have Cass. Um, last night, it was planned to have a mortar team as well. Awesome. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I guess, um, you got anything else to really say about your missions? Um, we sort of covered all the bases, but like, is there, is, is there anything special that you guys do with your... Oh, your I've setup? got, I've got questions about mods, dudes. Um, so, oh, okay. <laughs> what... Uh, what kind of what what are your favorite mods in, in your unit? Oh. Like your your favorite one, <clears throat> the the must have. Um, enhanced movement all the way. Oh really? You like to climb on buildings and in, in the. Oh mate, if I can't climb on a building with my M two four nine, I'm not playing the <laughs> mission. <laughs> okay. I, I and, gotta have that elevation. And and how do you choose your terrain uh, based on the operation on on uh, just a uh, player preference or yeah um it, it's a combination of both so a lot of our guys are partial to um russian forces so basically just our mission makers so that would be uh Sovik and gary they they just love russians <laughs> <laughs> So we'll normally end up on maps like Cherneris and in winter as well. So we try and get a, a broad view of it, but we've also had a few desert missions and, and whatnot. So we try and space it out, give someone a, a new environment every okay, week. So mostly uh, Eastern Europe then, is that it? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, awesome. And, um, and do you guys uh, have um, mod makers inside your unit or maybe mod <coughs> editors or... Uh, you have me now. Um, I'm getting into modding, so kind of just dipping my foot in, but at this point I've realized you can't just dip your foot in. No, <laughs> you, you have to yeah. full dedicate yourself to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Hell's Bells in and of itself is supposed to emulate a, um, a private military company. So corporation-based uh, military assets and whatnot. And the mod that I'm currently creating is to bring in... Um, you know, Army of Two, the full face masks and the whole, you know, bulldozer oh, armor. Yeah, I'm looking at making armor and um, full face helmets with, you know, the ballistic shield on the front for everyone. To, yeah, like the, to go like with the stealth helmets from Apex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. And uh, giving everyone the opportunity to actually um, texture the front of the faceplate so everyone can be unique because that's oh. what everyone tries to do when you give them a full arsenal. You know, you see guys running around with backwards caps and she mags and all that kind of thing. So it's just a way to give that to everyone. Awesome. 
Oh, that'll be cool if you can get that working. Yeah, fingers crossed, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Um, so how do, how do people join up if they're interested in joining Hell's Bells? Like, what's your recruitment process? Uh, it's pretty casual. You know, there's jump on Discord. If you're familiar with Ace and all that, you know, feel free to jump in a mission or if you need help, more than happy to take some time out of our day to run you through all of it. Um, it is a learning experience and we, you know, we understand that. So even if you're worried that you don't know Ace and it's a big jump to go from vanilla to a, a 30 set of mods that just add all these extra keybinds, don't worry about mm. it. We've got you covered. But Discord's the way to go, definitely. Cool. All right. Um, and do you do you vet people at all? Do you do like do people need to have a certain level of experience or anything like that? Um, Not at all. I, I wouldn't say experience. <laughs> I mean, I entered with forty hours play at most. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely wasn't the best player. I'd never played DayZ. What we do try to vet though is um, personality and try to make sure they're the right fit. Okay, so what do you look for in that? Essentially, um, someone who knows how to take a joke, knows a good time. Um, if you're looking for a super serious milsim, um, I wouldn't say our group is that one in particular. Um, there are already a lot of groups that do that, and we wanted to provide something different. So you asked earlier about mission making and all of that. What I've been trying to do with the mission makers is more create a world and create an actual story with characters and things like that to set us okay. apart and tr try to really immerse people through that. Yeah, awesome. So you, your, yeah. your missions kind of all link together? Yeah, so uh, you turn up to one set of missions. Yeah, go, Cam, it's all right. Uh, we do have campaigns that link. So, for instance, uh, I had one, I was helping uh, one of the mission makers make Gary. So we started off with, like, an island contention, like the island of Utes. So we got this mm -hmm. map called Churnrest 2035, which added the island of Utes like 2k south of the mainland. Oh, okay. So what, what we did with that is I said, all right, the story is that there's a uh, contention with the island a bit like the um, northern islands of Japan, how they're still contended over today with Russia and Japan. And then I said, this, this conflict is going to boil, so we're going to take this island, and then the campaign will go from there. So we've ended up invading the mainland. We've... Uh, rescued diplomats we've captured a town in the most recent one which happened yesterday and then i think next week a defense of that is planned either next week or the week after okay sweet that that but is really it feels cool. like an actual world yeah it really it sounds cool uh it really sounds like uh you're uh part of of a real campaign uh not in the sense that um you know, it's it's like you can jump into one mission and um, and participate to to the the op, um, make the campaign move on, and then you know, like go go to, to do your own stuff because you've got a uh, you know a family or something, and and uh, come back two weeks later and see that progress. See, like like two weeks later, you you took three towns you 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 know you freed some diplomats and things and you can catch up with that kind of thing it's not like you're jumping into a, a whole new op and you're jumping into something completely new that sounds really cool well you get yeah, to see it's like the world as well so yesterday we had objectives where it was like capture the port so that you can get reinforcements um capture the communication uh, tower to disrupt comms between the enemies and such and then we had secondary objectives which i didn't really have to do um it was optional but that will affect what we do in the next mission so since yesterday they ended up capturing artillery pieces we'll give them that for the defense okay nice so yeah so you you, you reward them for doing extra things in the previous mission in the next one that's cool well i mean not only that but it means that they actually have an impact on the world yeah yeah nice. so imagine if you're playing um no, it's stupid it's the sounds and dragons it's how the character interacts with the world like your decisions mm. send ripples through that world and affect things that's 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 a big thing I think with if especially if you're doing something like that with your with your group um dungeon and dragons is the perfect metaphor <laughs> i i i think when you're when you're playing with Zeus as well like you really have to think in that same sort of vein of you're you're there to 
creates a, a situation that the players exist in. Yeah, and the balancing and such as well is, um, of course, very important. Yeah, yeah true, make it hard, true. Not shove shit down their necks. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've I've seen plenty of bad Zeus's out there that are there just to beat beat the <laughs> players. A, so you, you can do yeah, that. You've it's got always a, a reference. Yeah, no, it's always a reference I've made to prospective Zeus's. Is think about it. W would you have fun if you're sending, you know, main battle tanks at an infantry that's only carrying disposables? You know, would mm. you have fun doing that? No, don't do it. Also, making it realistic. Like if you're saying they're fighting the Taliban and then a the cashman comes out of nowhere, what's a player gonna think? Like it has to make sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm not too familiar with with Milsim, and that's gonna be a problem for me in in the in in the future. Because if we keep uh, interviewing Milsim units, I'm not gonna be able to like know what I'm talking about. But whatever. My question is is uh, the following: um, How um, are there? A lot of Milsim groups that do that kind of thing. I mean, it, it feels really cool when you talk about it, and I haven't heard a lot of um, units that do that kind of, you know, scenario, uh, very well built and thought things. You know, I think some do. Uh, I haven't met a lot that do though. The mm. ones that I've met are more week to week. It's a different operation. So they didn't play PMCs for a start. Um, when I was talking to Hunter, the guy who founded the group, I was like, I I'm kind of tired of the military thing because the last group we were played, it's you always got the same uniform, the same kit, because it was designed to copy the Australian military, which isn't bad, but it gets stale. It gets stagnant, and you can't make the stories that you want to tell. Um, that's important feel, not only for yeah. the player, but the mission maker as well. Mm. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I was going to say. I think the the group that we had on either last week or the week before, Asor, they also do a similar sort of thing, but they do it in that that constricted. Um, they're, they're they're a military unit with the Australian Defence Force, so they they're limited to that scope. I think, yeah, like you were saying, that's that PMC hand-waving option gives you the ability to basically do whatever you want. I mean, we've had missions where we've picked up stalker assets of the mod shop <laughs> and we've walked through Pripyat and things like that because, you know, the group has been hired to do this. And it, it leaves the door open to that, and I really like it. Mm. That must be cool. Rocking around yeah. with, uh, with zombies and crawling things all over. <laughs> That freaked yeah, me out. Like, yeah, um, we had one where it was a mechanized infantry unit and we attacked a fortification after the previous week we ran around and you know took out a couple of officers and um, a sub base and all that kind of thing and captured all of it. And then we've gone to the base, you know, the, a little Bradley and a, a small group of infantry. And then after clearing it, zombies have started crawling out of these mass graves, and it's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> so, <laughs> you've got your whole weapon. group starting spraying all over it, like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's I not a, a zombie mission from the start, it's you know, shooting people kind of thing, and then ending with zombies and you getting out of there. Those are my favourite zombie missions, are the ones where it starts mm. off like a normal one. Because yeah. the missions the weeks before alluded to the fact that there may be some sort of plague or um, infection. Once again, that was like a border dispute, but because uh, I helped write that story. So the Russians were coming up with a weapon to finally push the Americans back, which we were playing. And then mm -hmm. uh, what happened is I wrote stories like uh, some from scientist perspectives. So it'd be like, um, I don't feel good about working on this part of the uh, experiment. Something's going wrong. And I just slowly feed them little bits, like little adventure hooks, so to speak, in a D and D uh -huh. term. And then nice. it just snowballed from there to the point where they got to the fort and they realized what was going on. Like they connected all the dots. Awesome. So you, were, were you leaving like little clues around that they'd like pick up in game? Yeah. So there were um, okay. antiviral injectors at one fort. One of the other forts was like a communication fort, and it was sending um, messages to the submarine base. And it's like we almost have the weapon ready for you. The chemical attack. We'll send it there soon with a new officer and things like that. Okay. Nice. Nice. I like that. That's really cool. And it's just All about right. them piecing it together and saying, "Oh, this is what it meant." All right. And and um. So. 
you kind of are already answering this the my next question mm -hmm. but um how do you keep the group alive um and how long has it been going uh, as a group how long have you been in a group and how do you make it you know stay alive a lot of hard work <laughs> a lot of stuff. Uh, as, as with any group you have um clashing personalities and a lot of really great ideas, but not being able to do it yet because you don't have that forward momentum, you know, a lot of intake of members to be able to do the, the bigger and better things. So we try and keep things interesting. So we have the campaign missions, but they might only happen once a fortnight. And then the next week we could do something like uh, Liberation and do World War Two mods, you know, running through the jungles, fighting the, the Japanese with, you know, the self bombs yeah. and all that kind of stuff we try and keep it interesting and not the same thing every week it also helps the longevity of the mods that we do use if we're not using them every single week so we've done uh halo liberation um i know that there's the star wars and all of that but we're probably not going to go into that because that's a whole <laughs> new kettle of worms um I think 101st have been hosting a bit of Warhammer as well. And, uh, That's right. There, there's there's the Warhammer 40k mod, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, I really want but... to interview these guys. I would be so. They, <laughs> nah, like they a are a great group. Yeah. I think most of them are Singaporean. Yeah, they're Singaporean-based oh, okay. unit, I believe. Yeah. That would explain why they're not on any of our radars. Then we've got Europeans, yeah, Americans, yeah. and Australians. That's it. Okay, mm, that's it. Yeah. We'll, it'll we'll be, hook you up with it after. It'll be it'll be a bit hard to schedule uh, over over time zones, but we'll manage it. I want them on only, the show. <laughs> yeah, they're only off by about one or two hours, so I'm sure it'll be alright to get a hold of them. Yeah, yeah, that shouldn't be too much of a problem at all. Sorry about yeah. that. There was uh, some noise in the background. I had to mute my microphone for a minute. <laughs> That's all good. Uh, so, yeah, do you guys still enjoy armor as much as you did when you first started? Oh, um, I'll start with this one. Um, personally, I actually enjoy it more. I always found playing alone on Invade and Annex and looking to the odd Joe Blow, you know, kind of disheartening as all of my gaming careers and, and you know, PVE or cooperation intensive from COD 4 clans and, you know, scrims and search and destroy matches with other clans and that kind of thing through to, you know, World of Warcraft dungeons. And now that I've found groups in the things that I've always wanted since I started playing armor, man, I couldn't be happier. Um, I'm happier than, than I've ever been, honestly, like playing with this group. Um, one one key question we always get asked is how do you always do PvE? Um, doesn't that get boring after a while? You know, you're always kind of doing the same thing and I don't think that's the case. Um, much like Soul, I played Invade the Next as well and one of the things that was missing from it was teamwork. Um, we'll just kind of run in willy-nilly, do what they want and it's fine, you know, to muck around. You can't really look down on people for that. Obviously, it's a video game. And they're there just to let go and have fun. But I, I just, I wanted more. I wanted teamwork. And it's nice, you know, actually having formations and plans and having a group flank and do this. It just, it feels great. Yeah, it feels yeah, like a, a constant uh, in, in um, Milsim units and, and uh, co-op units in general. I think that that kind of, uh, that kind of thing is, is a constant in every group. That's what you guys are looking for, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, what's yes. uh, what's your favorite thing in armor? Um, I I don't know. Like, I'm more of a, a bitzer when it comes to things. I'm more than happy to fill any role and and do anything. I'm pretty content with uh, just doing what I can and enjoying myself and having fun with everyone and talking shit at the end of it. <laughs> gotcha. And your least favorite? The management. Getting the group running. Oh, the management of the resources. I mean, the group. The paperwork. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Right. You're, yeah, you're more a man of delivery. 
You're a man, a, a man of the terrain of the of the of the field. I'm definitely a hands-on guy. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And and what about you, son? Uh, in terms of aspects of the game itself, or whatever, man, whatever. What's your favorite thing in the game? Can be More can be time. people. It can be the game. It could be a whatever. The physics. My favorite thing is um, honestly uh, Ace and all the mods it's brought. I I play a lot of games. I've been playing games like since I was very young. Like I I've played CS, you know, one point four, one point five, one point six. I played the old Wolfenstein's. You know, I used to play Warcraft three and all of that. Um, yeah. It, I I've never played a game where you can shoot a tank and it actually has cook off. Okay, right. So the realism uh, yeah. then. Exactly. With like, I, I remember this one Vietnam op where uh, team lead shoots a uh, vehicle with his vehicle. Can't remember what one's exactly, but uh, the cook-off starts. And I say to him over shortwave, you know, get back, that thing's cooking off, it's going to be bad. He's like, nah, I'll be fine. Tank shell explodes, hits him spot on and kills him. He should have seen that coming. <laughs> it's rare that that happens, because usually it's, um, it, it explodes, but it's more like small arms. So it's like shrapnel shooting mm. out everywhere of like 50 meters, and you have to really like take cover. But that's the first time I saw that happen. It was so perfectly timed, I just couldn't help but laugh. Do you, do you have footage of that or something? Uh, unfortunately, no. I think yeah. one of the members might. I'd have to ask him, though. Well, if, if you can... If, if there's a record of this, it needs yeah. to be... Yeah, we put, put that, shoot that out on YouTube. We'll put a link in the description. I want to see that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we, do, we do have footage of another similar incident of just stupidity, but we'll uh, we'll leave that till the end because I know there's a, a question for that one there. Gotcha. Okay. And, and your least favorite, son? Uh, my least favorite is, um, I think one I touched on in the beginning is that the game kind of shoots itself in the foot by uh, not being optimized well and needing a good cpu to run it so this it, leaves the player really base has, kind of small. it really has been been improved uh through throughout you know, the the time i mean it, it armor 3 now, it, it not, right has, now has nothing to do <laughs> with the armor alpha and beta i mean it's completely different oh, yeah uh, mm. do you, have you, yeah, have you been playing since the beginning of, of armor or uh, no, I only picked it up last year because my computer oh, couldn't run okay, it before. Right. Like that's what I mean. Like mid to lower end computers just struggle running it, and it really then, deters people from playing. Then you I think. probably then you probably just missed the best part of it when it was really bugged as fuck. <laughs> I'm glad I missed. I mean, that. if you want to experience, <laughs> so did, did you say uh, best part? No, that's my my least favorite aspect. Is that game somewhat shoots us? <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, I, I was talk, talking to Flash. He said that you, you missed the best part when it was really buggy. Yeah, like, yeah. That was, that was, is that just, the best? No, it was just irony. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, if you want to, if you want to experience that, just go play any live server with custom scripts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that that was that was something I was going to say too. Is like the a, a lot of the performance problems you'll see in Armor does actually just come from. The, the scripting in the mission itself. Yeah, like bad mods as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we, we try to avoid that as much and put it all onto the Zeus as to what happens. Like We've played around yeah. with some unit spawning scripts, but it just tanked everyone. So we, we got rid of it and we're trying to go back to grassroots, have as much as you can in before the mission starts, and then add extra infantry or whatever as needed. And just seasoning on your, your good old chicken. Uh, a question just spawned in my head. What kind of server do you have? Is it a good server? Or do you have a good host? And, and does the does the server really tank the thing, or uh, is it more in players? We're already laughing because our um, the founder Sovic, he hosts it himself, and in his words, we're playing armor on his porn computer. So he hosts <laughs> okay. a headless client on his um, auxiliary PC for us to play. But, you know, he has power outages sometimes and, and whatnot, as, you know, you can't really pick it. But mm -hmm. there have been times where the, you know, the server's been really lagging, but it hasn't been anything, like, in the actual server itself. And then it's cleared up. And he'd come back and be like, yeah, don't worry, guys, I've sorted it out. I pointed the extra fan at my router. Oh, crap. <laughs> 
so see son there's there's always a solution uh, if, if you're having big lags and and your computer is, is overheating it's probably not just your computer <laughs> <laughs> just grab an extra out. fan buddy you'll be fine <laughs> okay yeah, like we, we are looking at moving to um paid hosting just mm. to be able to i mean i mean there's do more there's i don't know how it's done in aussie but in in um in europe and in in uh, usa we have the lucky chance to have uh, our friends at arm um, hosts and these guys can provide servers at really low cost for a really decent performance and uh, mm -hmm. and that really solves a lot of problems uh, the server uh, i'm not talking you know for arm um, host but i mean server wise a good server is like at least 50 percent of the job i was yeah, gonna say is. um I'm not, it's a shame we don't have them here because i don't remember if they have a and i'm pretty sure they do have australian based servers i'm just having a look just a few i think they only have uh usa and europe but uh we can ask them mm. Who i knows? mean hey look if, if 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 they need someone to run a server server room yeah, we've got Sovic. He's he's getting into it. <laughs> Might need some extra fans though. Yeah, yeah though. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Uh, how can people get in touch with you guys? Um, you've get you guys have a Discord, I know. Yeah, um, we're in the process of making a a website and whatnot, but we're trying to get all of our you know thumbs out of our asses to get all of our stuff done so we can put it up and then really get it out there with um, you know, Twitter links and YouTube channels and all that kind of stuff. But currently, the easiest way would be through Discord or the Armour unit. Um, we'll probably make a Steam group as well and do it that way too, just for, you know, just based on what people have access to or do and don't want to use. You know, it used to be Skype and then or everyone we used to just live on team speak and whatnot now discord's come out so you know we'll see what comes around but discord's definitely the way to go gotcha okay and um and i you mentioned twitter and youtube you've got a youtube channel and you do you have a, a twitter account uh we don't have a twitter account but we'll definitely have one set up within the end of the week or so uh, we've got a lot, lot of stuff going on where um, it might not actually be Hell's Bells and going through a merger with another group that we work closely with, because at the moment it's us and them that kind of fill each other's missions. <laughs> so we're thinking of um, combining forces to create a new group with the same real aspects that we've been talking about here with you know story-based missions and getting people really involved in what they're doing and still feeling like you know, they've done something or they're unique in regards to the, the face plates for their helmets and stuff. So are you guys going to change the name of the unit or something like that? We more than likely will, but okay. we'll try and either keep the Discord as the same link. Um, so it'll still be the same way to get a hold of us, but we'll, we'll I'm, um, I'm kind get of back in thinking about people that uh, would listen to this episode in like two months and and see okay i'm yeah. from australia i want to join hell's bells but Hell's bells mm -hmm. don't you know exist anymore so uh yeah what, do, you, do you have names in in your head for for now or have you haven't you um we've got about it well, at all we have hbsi which is um hell's bells security industries and Oceanic Defense Service, which is ODS. So it'll be some kind of amalgamation between the two. Um, this whole merger thing's new to us and has really only been kickstarted in the last couple of days as to, all right, we're really doing this kind of thing. Because with any merger, there's always, it's a them and us in the same group now, and it's just getting a whole, yes, we're doing mm -hmm. this. But okay. we'll try and keep the Discord as the same join link and and all of that, um, I can always post in my Steam profile so people can get in contact with me personally because my name won't change. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. Hey, that's an idea. Yeah, we'll put we'll, that in we'll there. Links well, in the description. Do, do, do you want us to put your Steam profile up publicly? Yeah, it's fine. There's no porn on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, no worries then. We'll, we'll pop that one in, yeah. the, in the description down the bottom. No worries. I'll put that in there now. Awesome. Um, so I guess uh, we'll, we'll move on then. So what um, what what kind of things um, would you guys like to see 
either coming to Armour 3 or Armour 4 sometime in the future. Um, like, would you like to see some different mods or, like, particular features put into the game? Um, like, what, what, what would suit your group the best to have added <coughs> Better physics. <laughs> oh, he goes on and on with that. <laughs> oh man, it's killed me so many times, and it's just stupid shit that you can't not avoid talking about the physics. Uh, I'll, I'll tell um, you what, actually, that is actually pretty fair, especially when you're using Ace and carrying things. The amount of times I've seen people get get armored by oh, yeah. uh, oh, look, we had one last around. night where one of the guys jumped out of the boats and got knocked unconscious because it hit him like a little just a little pat and he just went unconscious and sank to the bottom of the ocean (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't have to be vehicle on vehicle um i mean in in reality and in a more serious note um the launcher i think could use a little bit of work when it comes to looking at a server that has anywhere more than 30 mods because after that, okay. you really need to be reliant on who's sending you a HTML link with what mods you need, because you can't actually see and it doesn't tell you what you need to do. Oh, um, okay. I've, I've never yeah. encountered that. So after you get a certain number of mods, it doesn't let you scroll down? Is that what happens? Yeah, so um, when actually joining a server that has more than 30 mods required on it, um, when you try and join through the launcher with like a, a setup and join that you can do, it actually mm. doesn't tell you what mods you need. Um, oh. I've, I've, got a, I've got a dumb question. Who yep. would need more than 30 mods? These guys. Man, Matt, we're fashionists today. <laughs> that are required Man, 47. 30 mods is huge. Yeah. Um, a lot of it comes down to, like, compats and things like that for Ace. So just oh, auxiliary right. things that are all, like, 0.01 megabytes. Right, gotcha. But it okay. ties into... Yeah, custom uh, vests and stuff like that. So, yeah. It, it does take up around about half, which is just compats and stuff to work with Ace. Um, but other than that, some of it's um, just singular vehicles like the F-18 to mm. use that as well. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. What, about, yeah. what about you, son? What would you like to see coming? I would like to see uh, a stronger engine like more than anything, um, just to make sure that the game uh, works properly at least on middle-end PCs, just to kind of get uh, more of a player base would be amazing, to be honest. Right, gotcha. Mm. Well, good news is um, they're going to be changing the engine, so that's good. I've heard it came to the DayZ standalone one or something. Yep, that's it. I believe that one was basically a modified version of the engine that we're on, anyway. Yeah, at least a new version. Yeah, I heard Mm. it was a mix of Armour 2 and Armour 3 or something like that. But you know it's still Armour because the zombies walk through walls. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've got good hope that they're uh, doing a lot of work since a lot of uh, Armour 3 devs have shifted to the DC uh, uh, project, so... Yeah, I think I think there's gonna be a lot of work done. There's already a shit ton of mo- uh, of uh, of uh, fixed uh, things in Daisy. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't have all the details about the the, the engine, where it comes from, and ev- all that kind of thing. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a whole of a, a dev or two to to give us some information about that um, in the future. But uh, yeah. Things are coming, things are going to be different, and uh, a whole good future for the Armour series is coming, so that's pretty Yeah, I mean, even if the Armour 4 engine's are a little bit of an improvement on Armour 3, I'm still going to play it, because it provides what I want, so, you know, it is quite a big topic too, like, what do you want to see coming in Armour, or better physics, better this, better that, you know, it's all wishful thinking, and it comes down to what they prioritise as needs work on. And I'm fine with whatever they decide on because I love the game. Mm. Awesome. True, true. Very true. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you there. It, 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 as long as it's not worse than Armour 3, I'll play. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, don't don't jinx them. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, so we'll, we'll move on to the, the, the final question then that we ask everybody. 
Um, what's your favorite Armagasm moments? Like your your favorite moment that's make you, made you go, yeah, this is why I play armor. That's the legendary question. <laughs> Wait for dairy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's really hard, especially with how the armor engines work, and you know the stupid crap you can get away with. Like when I first started, there was a unit in like a, a specific platoon that was called Spectre, and they were basically the uh, recon and snipers of the group. Where in my first mission, they've come running past and gone, rush it! Then I just see like five guys rush a BTR and start stealing wheels off of it so that the crew <laughs> get out so they can commandeer it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, there's That's other so ones dumb. where... <laughs> so, hold on, hold on. They they rushed the BTR. They they took the wheels off and then run off. Is that it? Yeah, they they Holy run up, crap. take the wheels off of it, and because it's technically classed as disabled, like damaged wheels, yeah. the crew will get out of it, so they can jump in. Amazing. <laughs> Damn. Okay, you need to think about that kind of you know real yeah. lifetime action. Damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, I would have, you know, I would have shot at the. Vehicles. I would have shot, yeah. basically shot the wheels. No, some t some guys go with with the the toolbox and put take yeah, the they wheels take them off. off. They want God to put them back it. on so they don't have to replace them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's cool. think about the future, man. Wow, <laughs> recycling. Or <things>. um, <laughs> you know, if there's only like two guys left in your squad running up to a vehicle and using your ace interact to pump the driver full of morphine so he gets killed. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. Just die from a heart attack and boom. Hey guys, we, we got ourselves an Abrams. <laughs> oh, we should, we, we, should, we should throw you guys at the, at the ace team so they can find all the exploits. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, because then how are we going to have fun? <laughs> That's true. What but about yeah, you, son? I mean, there's heaps. What's, what's your um, orgasm moment? As cheesy as it might sound, probably the first time I went to a boot camp for my first Milsim unit, uh, I did not know what I was getting myself in for, because I had nothing explained to me, so... You and 12 other games. guys in the same boat. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, I remember um, Shadow, the guy leading us around at the time, took us to the grenade range, and he's like, now in this, when you throw a grenade, you can press Shift-G, and you can actually see the line of the grenade, and then you can throw it underarm. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Then he decided to throw one without telling us to duck, so shrapnel hit me. I'm like, that exists. Then he started talking, and I couldn't hear him because it was ringing in my ears. Like, you get tinnitus in it. And I, like, all of that was new to me. I was like, what is happening? Then he shot a rocket launcher, and I got hit by backlost. I'm like, well, that's a thing. And it's just all these new things just hit me at once, just one after the other. Just and I'm like, this is actually pretty cool. Like, like the second name of this guy would be Bad Luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he he was actually the leader of Spectre, and we um tried to petition the leaders of the group to change the name of Spectre to the Seventh Somali Pirates, <laughs> because you put them in a mission, they're going to end up with an enemy vehicle somehow. <laughs> Okay, so this, and, and this is the same guy who was running up to BTRs, taking their yes. wheels off. Okay, yes. right. <laughs> that's awesome. Amazing. I've heard of stories where um, medics have run up to vehicles, injected the driver with three morphine, made him OD, and then taken the driver slot. Yeah, that that was what uh, what Sol was saying just before. Yeah, that was that must just be amazing. Nonsense you can get away with, or um. There was another one in probably the last op with um, the previous unit before it fell apart where we were rappelling down off of one of the, the really big command towers, the, like up on stilts and stuff. Oh, yeah. um, a friend and I were rappelling off because, you know, screw walking down the stairs. That's cool as hell. He gets down first, but he lands on a anti-personnel mine. <laughs> it knocks me out halfway down rappelling and I'm just sitting there unconscious. And, you know, with Ace, you can't do anything at that. So I basically just sent a message to the Zeus and they prompted, like, hey, guys, look up. <laughs> this guy's dangling Dang, the, on his this, rope unconscious. <laughs> the, the guy just dangling off the wall. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So how do they get you out of that? Do they have to, like, repel a medic halfway down? 
No, uh, no, he just toggled me unconscious so I could get to the bottom and then re-toggled uh. me. Because <laughs> you don't want to do medical halfway up there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd mess with with uh, physics after that. <laughs> oh, yeah. The big bad. <laughs> <laughs> medic yeah, through the wall, medic through the wall. <laughs> yeah, po quite possibly the worst enemy infantry unit to come across. Physics. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of things that tend to mess with you. We've had a few World War II ops where infantry have decided to shoot at uh, Japanese destroyers off the coast with, you know, Enfields and stuff like that. And it's turned to look at us with its 120 mil cannon and just fire into the infantry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, realistically, that's the infantry's fault. We actually have fault. a video of that, though. <laughs> we do have a video of it. But, like, he's shot, he's looked, and he see the um, main cannon at the front start the turn, and he's like, shit. And then over radios, run, scatter, get out of here. <laughs> 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 and some guy got launched up into a palm tree. Just went straight up, landed in the palm tree, and was unconscious. <laughs> so, you know, how do you stuff. how do you get that guy down after that? Uh, he just jumped down, and we had to medic him after. Gotcha. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just some nonsense you can really get into. Amazing. Well, that must be a hell of a good laugh uh, in your unit. Uh, feels good, anyways, to to hear about this. Um, mm. And uh, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, to talk about more armor with you guys. Um, yeah. I think it's the end of this episode. I'll leave uh, Cyrus for the outro. Let's go. No worries. Awesome. So yeah, thank thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, thanks for coming along, Sol and Sunkist from Hell's Bells. It's uh, it's been a good little chat. Uh, yeah, thanks, as guys. always, as always, all the links are going to be in the description below. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter and RadioArmor.com. Do you mind if I give a couple shout-outs? Yeah, go ahead, man. With pleasure, man. I'd like to shout-out Keith from 101st. Um, very good unit leader, very good unit. You should definitely get in contact with them. I'd like to shout-out Mitchell from ODS. Once again, very good unit. Um, his ops are a little more laid back, but that's what the people in his unit prefer. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to a friend of mine who got deployed recently. Um, we know him as Wipeout. Uh, he got deployed overseas um, because he's an actual uh, member of the military in Singapore. And he got injured, unfortunately. So I want to wish him the best of luck in his recovery and hopefully he'll return soon. Yeah, you don't need yeah. a, pl uh, uh, a foot to play armor so he can come and join. <laughs> it's no, not a problem. Yeah. Nah, we'll, we'll save some physics for him. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you in the next episode. Have a good okay. one. Coming next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye.